Isaiah chapter 1 in your Bibles. Isaiah is still in the Old Testament. They haven't moved it. When you get there, say amen. Let's all stand for the reading of God's Word this morning. I begin reading at verse 16. The Word of God says, Wash you, make you clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do well. Seek judgment. Relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless. Plead for the widows. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Our Father, we stand in your presence at this hour as we look upon your word. and Our Father, we realize even this morning how grateful that we are that you loved this whole world. How grateful, Lord, that we ought to be that Jesus paid it all and all to him I owe this morning in paying my debt of sin. Our Father, we realize this. Israel rebelled against you, and even so do a lot, Lord, of your people rebel against you as well in this day that we live in. And so I pray, our Father, this morning that we could be able to challenge one another's heart to be able to keep looking to you and walking by faith and trusting you in all things. We love you this morning. Our Father, you know who is here. You know the hearts of each one. And Lord, do you know that one that may need to be saved? If there's one here that needs to know you as Savior, I pray today that you would, Lord, open their eyes that they may be able to see and that you would give them the faith to believe on you. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. Now, 10 years ago, I had a sister to pass away. And the family gave us a peace lily that had been sent to the funeral home. And we've had that flower for oh, 10 years now. And over the years, that flower has brought a lot of enjoyment into the house. Most of the time, it looks pretty, it looks pretty good. Most of the time, it's a flourishing. Sometimes it'll have just a little bud out, a little white bud on it. Just a reminder sometimes. It's still alive. I want to kind of look and watching that plant and kind of reminded me of Christians. Reminded me of how that a lot of times we bring joy and excitement to the Lord. and Other times we lose that beauty. Not long ago, Sharon had gone out of town and 
left me to take care of the flower. I'm not a very good hand of uh, doing that. Uh, and uh, I kept uh, going by the that flower and kept noticing that it did not have the lustre that it used to have. The leaves were not as green and fulfilling that they normally are. I didn't pay a whole lot of attention, but uh, I'd go by the next day and look like those leaves were just uh, wilting a little more. I finally thought something is going on here. After about the, the third day, they all just laid over and it looked like it was dead. I thought I might just grab that thing and throw it out in the, out in the yard, but it don't look like it's any good. And uh, I got the bright idea, well, maybe you ought to check and see if it needs watering. And sure enough, uh, the soil in the pot was very dry. And the plant was a dying because of lack of thirst. And so uh, in that, I begin to water the flower. And boy, the next morning, it done perked up it began to unfold its leaves again. Isaiah here is writing, and he said that the vision uh, of Isaiah, the son of Amos. And uh, you find into that uh, Isaiah was a tremendous prophet. If you never have spent a lot of time in the book of Isaiah, uh, you probably need to maybe uh, spend some time in there. And uh, Isaiah is quoted more in the New Testament than any other prophet. He is often referred to as a messianic prophet because of his frequent uh, writings of the future ministry and reign of Jesus Christ. You remember in uh, Isaiah seven fourteen, he uh, prophesied of the virgin birth of the Lord. And so in Isaiah 53 is a wonderful chapter. It's a picture of Christ suffering uh, as our Redeemer suffering for us. At the time of Isaiah's ministry, Judah was in a sinful and unjust nation. Isaiah served the Lord for many years as a prophet. For 58 years, starting with under the reign of King Uzziah, uh, from 790 to 739 B.C. And ending when King Sennacherib of Israel died. And tradition states that he was sown in half by Manasseh, the successor of King Hezekiah. Isaiah, a great man, a great prophet in that. And at the, in that, uh, you, you find we, uh, that uh, here he said, Hear, O heaven, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord has spoken. I have nourished him and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. Now you read the history of Israel, and, and you understand what Isaiah is talking about and the rebellion of uh, the uh, nation of, of, of Israel, Judah. Uh, Isaiah uh, felt that here that uh, he would return to God, and, and uh, he, he worked tirelessly to turn the people back to God. And they, their sins into that, uh, 
uh, he said, the ox knoweth his owner and the ass his master's crib, but Israel does not know my people, does not consider a sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger. They are gone away backward. Now, if you look at that and to look at, at, at our country today and, and you say, boy, that kind of fits us, doesn't it? Or you look at our churches today and you say, boy, it kind of fits us. But you as an individual Christian today, I, uh, this week, I don't know, two or three that uh, we talked to and, and they were saying, you know, it seemed like I'm having such a hard time getting close to God. I used to get into that. I'm not into where I used to be with the Lord. And, I, and I've, I've tried. And I think I'd be here this morning that uh, to give just a, a little bit uh, of uh, uh, a, a uh, order that you can help you to be able to uh, stay close to God and to be able to uh, uh, fellowship with the Lord. Uh, and that Christian people get cold and indifferent. Uh, we look around and, and you can examine your own life this morning and you can remember a time in your life when you was probably uh, at a, a, a greater relationship with God, when you was closer to God. Uh, that plant at one time, well, it uh, was flourishing and, and the leaves are filled out and, and it is bringing uh, uh, beauty to those who behold it. And so it is, oftentimes it is with a child of a Christian, a child of God. Uh, you see their life, they get to save, they get to uh, uh, follow the Lord in baptism, they begin to grow, they're in Sunday school. And uh, boy, first thing, I mean, they are faithful to the services. And boy, their leaves are, are flourishing and they are, are delightful to look at. But like so many, Sort of like uh, the little boy Johnny that came home from the first day of school, and his mother said, "Johnny, uh, did uh, uh, what did you did you learn? Did you learn today?" And he said, "Well, I didn't learn enough because I got to go back tomorrow." <laughs> the same thing is with you. You come on Sunday morning and you don't learn enough to come back. You got to get to Sunday night. Uh, what I'm saying into that here this morning, why am I, uh, Lord, away from you? Why am I not uh, close to you as I ought to be? Why am I not enjoying our fellowship and our friendship together? And oftentimes it's because of some things that has cut into our life. And, and in verse 16, he said, wash you and make you clean. Cleansing, wash you. Uh, cleaning up your life begins first by seeking God and forgiveness. Uh, John, First uh, John one said, that if we do sin, if we will confess our sin, and uh, that, that He is faithful and just to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Or oh, that into that you find oftentimes that we don't bring our sins to God and confess our sins because well, we like them. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to turn from that. I want to keep this going in my life because uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a joy. I mean, I enjoy, it's a pleasure. I'm not going to give up that pack of cigarettes because I enjoy a good cigarette after a meal. Yeah. Down the road, you're going to find that uh, it wasn't the best for your health. You're going to find that uh, it will bring on some uh, cancer to your lungs. I hope that, that you'll have trouble breathing. Have you ever been to sit by the, down by the, uh, the side of someone that has uh, cancer of the lungs because of smoking? And now I realize that there's a lot of other things that causes cancer, but I'm talking here today as a Christian. 
There was a time when maybe that you had left a lot of the vices off and, and uh, you uh, got back out into uh, the, some of the things. We talked in our class uh, this morning about how that uh, uh, it is uh, as a, to be an example of the believer. Example of the believer in word. Example of the believer in, in, uh, in, in our life and to be in, uh, here to where people can be able to see uh, that uh, we uh, as a child of God have something uh, that uh, they would, maybe they would do, desire to have. What about your life this morning? How close to the Lord are you this morning? Have you drifted away somewhat from God? What's the reason? Could I say to you that God didn't leave you? Could I say to you this morning, there may be a time, there may be something that you need to clean. And those uh, at uh, Lily Plain, I tuck it and, and take a, a rag and have to uh, wipe the leaves off of it and clean it up a little bit or it will shine a little more. And sometimes you and I, and even as a Christian, we have to get rid of some things. We have to clean up some things in our life and find forgiveness for some things at the word that we may be able, our light be able to shine. Let your light so shine that others may be able to see Christ in you. Don't put your light under a bushel. Put it out to where it can be seen. Let your light be a testimony. And so I say to you, I want to get close to God. All right, start looking, examine yourself, and maybe there's a cleanse, something that needs to be cleaned in, in, up in your life. And so I, I say to you, uh, James 4 said, draw nigh to God. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Uh, so if you want to be to restore broken fellowship, then stop doing that uh, which uh, uh, that is uh, hurted your walk. We all have a, a walk with Christ. Somebody is looking at your life. Somebody is is being affected by your life. Somebody is being influenced, good or bad. Uh, as a, as a uh, in our class and in our, our young people, uh, that uh, uh, Paul said that. Uh, I'm not worried about you judging me. I am judge of the Lord. The Lord judges me. Well, let your light in your life and your walk with God be to where nobody can see, can be able to judge you in the things that is not right. Let them be able to see in your conversation, in your life, to be able, there's nothing there to judge you that would be negative. Let it be the word that they can be. Hey, that guy is a, is a, is an uplifted God, and my heart, my life is a, is being influenced by His goodness of of His love for God, His love for the Word, His love for uh, to be a good steward of the uh, the things of God. God has entrusted every born again child of God to be a steward in the things of God. I said, look behind us, sir. Go you into all the world. That's not just for a preacher. That's not for a deacon. That's not just for a, a Sunday school teacher. That is good for every born again child of God that Jesus died on the cross of Calvary and gave his life and shed his blood. It's for you and I to go into the world and to try to warn others to flee from the wrath that is to come. If you're not saved, the Bible teaches you that you must be born again to enter into the kingdom of God. So I say clean up. Isaiah 55, 7 says, let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous his thoughts. Romans 12, 9 says, abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. Comprehending 117 is another thing that will help you. He said in verse 17, 
learn to do well into that, to learn to do what is right. Be trained. That's why we have, we have Sunday school. Why we have to say, hey, go to church. Get into a Bible-believing church that, to where, that you can be able to be trained and, and understand what God expects and what God wants out of your life. Nothing is more exciting to be a Christian in fellowship with God. I wouldn't. I would not trade places with Mike Flynn. Though, and I appreciate Mike. Say, boy, I got all the good news on him. How good he done Wednesday night. But I wouldn't trade places with him. And he wouldn't trade places with me either. He knows where he's at. I know where I'm at. I don't know uh, to that. I know I wouldn't trade places with no one. I went to thinking. I surely wouldn't trade places with the Queen that's been drawn all over the country. Can you imagine that old gal, uh, that body? Uh, Martha said to Jesus, after four days, it now stinketh. Uh, that thing's been going all over uh, Britain on that. Uh, uh, all of, uh, I mean, uh, I thank God for her uh, uh, testimony of, of, as a queen, but boy, they, they, they're mistreating that body. Uh, that uh, hit to be uh, de uh, decayed before they get it to the ground. But anyway, that, uh, uh, you, you find uh, that P uh, Timothy said, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. How many professing people today that does not know if they had to stand up and give two verses about finances, they couldn't do it. If they had to stand up and give five verses of how to raise the children, they couldn't do it. If you had to sit and give two verses of why that, uh, that uh, you believe that you're saved, could you do it? We're not trained into the Word of God to know what God's Word says. And, and it's so easy when I come to, uh, to, to making decisions that if I don't know what God uh, uh, requires, that I'll make the wrong one. And but I tell you, sin will separate you from that fellowship with you. The Holy Spirit of God cannot give you sweet fellowship when there is sin going on in your life. Now you have what? Know you not that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit of God and the Holy Spirit of God dwells in you and you not to grieve the Holy Spirit of God because you are sealed until the day of redemption? Uh, so, and I say that, uh, that comprehending what God teaches us into that. And uh, uh, here you find uh, receive, uh, Proverbs said, 8.10, my instructions and not silver, and knowledge rather than gold. It's more important to know the instructions from God and to know the knowledge of the Lord than silver and gold. You have things that we spend our lifetime collecting and gathering to one day that we have to leave behind. Do you gather the knowledge? The world is full of things that knowledge of the things of the world. But hey, what about the the knowledge of God today? What do you know about the coming of the Lord? What do you know about what's taking place today? What do you know? I told the kids, I don't have to worry about what's taking place in our country today. I'm just as at peace with it as a, as a hen sitting on a nest of her eggs. Uh, that uh, I know what's taking going to happen. Nothing I can do to, really to change it, but stay close to God. And I say this to everyone: hey, you better stay, you know, stay close to the Lord. Uh, you're going to go through some tribulation. You're going to go through some things that uh, you have not been used to going through. But I don't, I don't worry. My Lord has done gone through it, and my Lord said that, that uh, I will supply all your needs. Uh, my Lord said, uh, I'll take care of you. 
So let the world is headed for the uh, the coming of the Antichrist or for the one world government. They're headed to to where that uh, you will find that uh, you'll not be able to uh, probably uh, uh, meet in a room like this and to be able to open the word of God. It's a comment. But hey, let me say to you today, uh, I'm not I'm not worried about what the governments are doing. I'm uh, I'm going to stay close to God. He's in control of all the governments. You said, well, preacher, you better get on the Democrat side. No, no. You better get on the Republican side. No, no, I'm going to get on God's side. I'm, going, I'm just going to do it. And try to clean up your life begins first by seeking God's forgiveness. Now, let me say to you real quickly here. In verse uh, 17b there, he said, uh, uh, put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes. Now here, cease to do evil. Quit doing evil. Uh, a concern for others. A love for others is what God is all about. John 13, 35, by, the, the, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And our kids this morning, as a child of God, as a believer in the Lord, and as one of his, we're to be able to love one another and to build one another up instead of trying to tear one another down. Uh, it's easier for me to criticize Brian than it is to say something nice about him. I'd rather say, boy, look at, at him. I'll tell you what, uh, he ought to get a better haircut than he's got. Or uh, he ought to have a, a different, he ought to have a red coat on instead of a black coat. Uh, it's easier for to, I had to correct Brother Darrell in the bulletin. And I, I mean, I did it in love because I didn't want him to be taking all of the criticism that he would take, put in a Dodge and the in that instead of a Chevrolet. Oh, I mean, how terrible that would be. But anyway, uh, that uh, cleanse it up, uh, that uh, been able to love one another. And uh, you find that the, uh, verse 18 real quickly, communication. It's a great verse of the Bible. The principle of communication is, he said, come now. It's ideal of walking together. Uh, accept his invitation for fellowship. He has not left you. And you must uh, open the door. You remember that Jesus in chapter 3 of Revelation said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock if any man will open. God said, Open the door. He said, I'll be glad that I'll come in and, and I'll uh, fellowship with you. But you've got to open it up. You've got to want God's fellowship. You got to want to be with the Lord. You got to want the Holy Spirit of God to guide and direct you and to give you that peace that only He can give you. I tell you, it's an exciting time to live in. It's, I think, one of the probably the greatest times to be able to live. I can go back a lot of years. And uh, I'd rather be living today than back when I was uh, 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 out in the country and didn't have to worry about blacktop and have to worry about uh, cars. All you had to worry about a horse and buggy and, and uh, being able to uh, get around. But here, what does it mean to confess your sins? Uh, you, you find here that communicated, learning to be able to communicate uh, with the Lord, accept his invitation for fellowship. And into that, uh, you find that here that when, uh, uh, when are we to uh, respond to the Lord's invitation? 2 Corinthians 6, 2 gives you that answer. Now is the accepted time. Uh, behold, now is the day of salvation. 
uh, he said, uh, here, uh, look at the, uh, verse uh, 18. He said, come now. The urgency of the you and I today, don't wait till I'm going to, well, boy, when I get 16 or when I get my driver's license, I'm really going to get to, to be a good Christian. I wouldn't wait then. You say, well, boy, wait till I retire. I'm going to be a good Christian then. I, can, I, get, I get all of my, uh, uh, the things that I want to do laid by and I, I can then serve the Lord. No, you won't. Today is a day that God gives us to do something for him. Today is a day that we can be able to uh, yield our body, soul, and spirit to the Lord. And so I say to us, uh, let us reason together. Prove what is right and true. Be available. What is at stake? Your sin. Uh, John 15 says, abide in me and, and I'll abide in you. And though our sins be as scarred, he said, look, here's a picture of the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And under that, he said, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow, though they be red like crimson. That word crimson, you ought to underline it in your Bible. It comes from the Hebrew word tola. Uh, that is a worm. In, in Psalm 22, Jesus said that, uh, that he, referring to Jesus, he was but a worm. Uh, this worm, this total worm uh, is uh, it, 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 over in Israel. And this total worm, it, uh, that it, uh, uh, it will, uh, a female attaches herself to the tree. And she embeds herself into that, that uh, you cannot pry her away unless you destroy the body. She has it, uh, her, her, uh, hatches her uh, uh, eggs and, uh, underneath her. And uh, you find that uh, when they uh, uh, come out, uh, uh, the, uh, it's... Uh, 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 the, the, the babies are covered with a, a scarlet or a red dye. And Israel, they got the, the priests, they used to grow these worms to where that they would make a, a dye for the clothing of the high priest and the, the priestly offices. And so this the worm is a, a, a very special uh, thing there in, the, uh, in, in Israel. Uh, it is, uh, the worm here is about the size of uh, the shape of a pea. And, and you find it reproduces only in once in its lifetime. And you find that when this worm it will uh, that uh, the tola will lay its eggs on the tree, and when the young ones are hatched, they feed upon the living body of their mother. Their mother becomes a living sacrifice for these worms' babies. I believe that uh, we have been invited to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. In Romans 12, therefore, brother, by the mercies of God, I present you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Uh, you, you find that uh, here that uh, when she dies, she lets out a scarlet dye, which stains her young ones. They are completely covered in the remainder of their lives. And the death of the mother leaves a crimson spot on the tree. I believe when Jesus died on the cross that he left his blood-stained cross. After three days, it's interesting. It changes color from scarlet to white as wool. Though your sins be as crimson, they can be white as wool. A little picture here if you've never put your faith and trust in Christ, 
receive his forgiveness today. I want to draw close to you, Lord. I want to be closer to you. I want to feel your presence. Clean your life up. Check your life. Examine yourself. Any sin in there, confess it. Take it to God. Repent, it, uh, repent of it. Turn from it. Get the victory over it. Into that you find. Communicate with God. Talk with Him. Calm now. Let us reason together. And you'll find that God reaches out into the, the nation of Judah. Come. Turn from your wicked ways. And hear from heaven. Here today, I hope that you will examine some things that Peace Lily, boy, when she's in full bloom and the leaves are dark green, you don't have to worry about her dying on you. She's going to prosper. Give her a little water. Keep her well watered up. Now, the same with your life. You won't have to worry about the devil uh, distracting you if you keep in the Word of God, if you keep the Holy Spirit in fellowship with you, and if you walk with Him and say, Lord, here am I. I want to be a good steward unto you. You've entrusted things into my care. I want to be a good steward. So whatever that God may have called you, spoken to you, why don't you obey? Let's stand.